Welcome to Things Musicians Don't Talk About with me, your host, Hattie Butterworth. I'm a cellist and writer in my final year at the Royal College of Music in London, and I think we need a new way of talking. I've spent many, many years feeling in the dark about issues in the classical music profession. So often it can feel like you're the only person struggling with anxiety, depression, career doubts, money, injuries, and so much more. Who do we go to when we feel we've had enough, for whatever reason? Join me and guests as we end the stigma with honest conversations about the things musicians don't talk about. Hello everybody, how are you all doing? I hope you're all really well. Um, Thank you for the feedback on last week's episode. Um, I really enjoyed talking to Laura and we had a really fascinating conversation and I've been thinking about it a lot. Because, yeah, this week has been a really tough week, actually, for me. And it feels kind of embarrassing to say that, um, basically only because it, it's been a, um, a hard time for me with my mental health. You know, when I'm in this kind of time and I can have weeks where it's really bad and then it gets better and everything, when I'm in this kind of cycle of it getting worse and better, I don't really tell anybody. And I just thought... You know, in the recovery process of COVID, um, I don't think I'm going to be the only person feeling like I'm having ups and downs, um, people with either a previous mental health problem or one that has only recently um, come to the surface. And yeah, you're not alone. I just really wanted to say that, you know, if you're having a really awful, awful week or few days or whatever, you're not alone. You know, I had a really hard time earlier this week and it was really painful and I felt very, yeah, very down and scared and that's okay. And I've never really had the courage to say that um, in this way because I feel like having started this podcast, okay, I want to talk about things we don't talk about, of course, but at the same time, it does mean I did have an expectation of myself to be sharing only the the good parts of, of myself and sharing other people's stories and keeping my own sort of stuff out of it, if you know what I mean. So I was kind of had this like imposter syndrome feeling this week, like I can't, I can't record a podcast because um, I'm not in the space where people would want to listen. I'm not in the mental, I don't have the um, security, the clarity that I normally have. And I don't want people to hear me in this place, whatever, you know, all these negative, negative thoughts. But the reality is that throughout my undergrad, I have had so many periods of bad mental health. And every time I have tried to keep going in some way, Um, with performing or just in general life and I haven't really told anybody about it but I have kept going and you know I I wanted to say it is possible to keep going you have really bad days and then there are days that are still bad but you can do more things and I think I'm on one of those days now and I just want to yeah I want to use this energy to make an episode just talking a bit about how I'm doing a bit about all of that and then also um, about you and if you want to share your story with me or with anybody how you go about it and how you go about understanding the difference between being authentic and using your story to help others and oversharing and this is something that I've 
battled with so much, especially because I love, there's part of me that loves sharing my story online and loves sharing my vulnerability, but I'm always worrying. Is this oversharing? Am I making people uncomfortable by explaining my problems um, (laughs) in any detail? You know, I, I just don't know where that line is. And it's, yeah, it's something I think about a lot. And I thought I could um, discuss an article I've read recently in Forbes um, that I thought explained it super well. But anyway, for the moment, um, yeah, so as I said, I've had a bad week. (laughs) I've had many bad weeks since the start of the pandemic. Um, Despite all of these bad weeks, I've tried to keep things going. I haven't had very much motivation for practicing um that's one way in which my mental health problem um manifests is I get quite unmotivated so for context I basically suffer with OCD obsessive compulsive disorder um but it's not necessarily in a way that you might traditionally understand OCD so I basically can find myself trapped in thought spirals where I will get an obsessive thought about something usually very dark or immoral and I will think about it 24 hours a day um, and feel on the edge of, yeah, (laughs) something worse happening Um, or feeling the need to protect myself through rituals and all of that. So it's something I've dealt with for so many years since I was eight years old um, on and off. Um, but yeah, so it's been a particularly bad episode of it. I tend to have it episodically, so I will usually recover and still experience it, but nowhere near to the same degree. And then I'll go into periods of stress or whatever, or sometimes it's just out of the blue and I will experience these obsessive thoughts um, a lot of the time, all the time. Oh, who am I kidding? All the time. You know, I could be going down the road it's there it's it's there and I'm trying to find a way of making it my friend and making it something that I can not allow me to be swarmed by and of course at the start of the pandemic um I did feel swarmed by it and I think everybody felt very swarmed by their emotions and it's changed and it has got a bit better but it's up and down so anyway that's kind of where I'm at and yeah, if you're feeling, I can't practice, I'm not motivated, I feel you, you know, I am keeping going a bit with it. I have still got to do my um, recital at the end of August, but at the moment, you know, I think a lot of people are being very good at reminding us that this is a pandemic situation, this is okay if you don't play to your optimum, and honestly, I'm in a space now where I really just want to do it and you know, play and not think about anything else. And I've said that in the past and not meant it, but I really mean it this time. You know, I'm so tired. I just, I'm just happy to play it, get it done. Um, And also at the moment, I'm just trying to enjoy exploring other repertoire that's not to do with my exam and just having fun with music and seeing how that kind of escapism can help me with my mental health. And it always does, you know, the cello... I've had a ride with thinking, is this what I really want to do? Is it all these thoughts that a lot of people have about doubting yourself and everything? And I feel like every time 
my mental health gets bad. It's always the light. It's always the thing that is like, I grab onto it and I'm like, oh, I feel better after practicing or I feel better after playing the piano or whatever or writing about it. And I suppose I'm like, oh, okay, it's you again, right? I am doing, I am doing the right thing. It's just taking me on a very weird road. <laughs> um, but yes, so I also wanted to say that if you are struggling or have struggled during lockdown and you're, you are um, a music student, you are eligible for funding to help your mental health from Help Musicians UK. Um, and I don't know if enough people know about this grant, but it's available. They can give you up to £750, I think it is. Might be more now. Um, so to access that funding, you have to get in touch with BAPAM, the British Association for Performing Arts Medicine, and they will set you up with a consultation with a psychologist, and then you will hopefully get referred um, to help musicians, and they will be able to give you access to a grant, and um, it doesn't go directly to you, it is paid invoiced from your therapist or whoever you see, and they are very open about the type of therapy um, you want to receive or you think will benefit you so I really recommend if you've been struggling please use that it's still there it hasn't been cut it's still a resource and I've used it and it's been yeah amazing for me so please do use that um, so it's okay to feel like you're confused or not ready to, sorry or not ready to get back to performing um I totally understand you, you know, yes, technically from the 15th of August, performances go back and indoor performances. And we have this whole you know, five stage plan from the government about returning to performing. And it's scary because we don't know for sure how long that will last and we don't know what it really means. And then people like me who are looking for a job um, after graduating, it's just such a stressful time, you know, because... I don't know for sure where I'm going. I'm, I'm looking for a job in anything right now because I want to eventually do a master's, but I don't have the funding right now to do my master's. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be a weird year, but it's OK if you're feeling that you need more time. I would say, well, I'm just kind of saying this to myself, you know, if it does, doesn't need to be a rush. If you need to take a break, do something else, do different type of work. Please put your mental health before the stress of performing and the stress of having to feel like you have to get back on top form or whatever. I just wanted to say that as well. Now I want to move on and just talk about this article I read as I was thinking, bloody hell, I really want to share more about my story and especially my journey with obsessive compulsive disorder because it's been with me for so many years throughout my degree. Oh, not fun <laughs> not fun but I was sort of thinking I just don't know I don't know where the line is where's the line between this is I'm owning my story this is me this is what I am this is what I suffer with I want to help you this is me you know I don't care where's the line between that and using my story to like get sympathy or pity or you know I, I don't know I just I find it hard and I, I worry that people misinterpret it when I open up I mean usually people are incredibly um what's the word sympathetic and kind and 
um, say that it's helping them for me to talk about it. But I still worry. I still really worry because I want to be authentic and private, but I don't want my privacy to sound like coldness or any of that. So this article, basically, I loved it. I made so many notes. I just, I literally, I was literally like thinking, I want to know, how do I know if it's oversharing? I kind of Googled like, what's the difference between oversharing and bravery or whatever? And it came up with this article and I was like, yes, okay, this is everything I feel is, is true. So it basically said, sharing your personal problems has become more socially acceptable, but where do we cross this line into oversharing? You know, and owning your story has led to some confusion because we have people, you know, that do open up on a level that makes others uncomfortable or worried or whatever um, on Facebook or whatever and put a whole post and or stories that scare people. Or So they basically said that authenticity is being brave enough to be yourself and genuine enough to live according to your values. So is opening up being brave to be yourself are you being brave to be yourself and are you being genuine enough to live according to your values so that's one of the things and then the next part of authenticity apparently is what you say and what you do must live up to what you believe so are those two things do they feed into what you really believe and yeah so authenticity has become twisted in a way and people sometimes use the internet like a therapist so that's kind of how I have interpreted the, the way that it gets a bit twisted is that people don't seek professional help, are looking for a way to feel better or to feel listened to and heard and then can go full the other way and just push all their stuff on people online and feeling like their problems are being dealt with that way. But it's not healthy because you can alienate people who feel sort of uncomfortable with the amount of personal information you share you know and it can lead to people even taking advantage of you if they don't have your best interests at heart you know if we just share every single part of our brain or every part of our story it can feel like oh my goodness I'm trapped or you don't know who's going to be listening and who's going to be taking what you say and twisting it or or misinterpreting it and it's a risk you have to take I think with some parts of your story that you share I mean obviously me telling the ins and outs of my um the ins and outs of my intrusive thoughts uh I've I have shared that with online before I think in um, one interview with my friend and it did make me very um nervous but I think people if they understand the context of OCD I think they do understand because my thoughts make no sense, really. <laughs> and no ones really do. Um, intrusive thoughts are something that everybody experiences. And nobody can say exactly why we have them. It's just a complete mystery. And it's quite amazing. I, I think I have tried to see it fun, fun in a funny way. It is funny. It is amusing, you know, thinking about or whatever people think about, you know, crazy things. Um but yeah, I've worried that people are going to misinterpret that and think that I'm dangerous or think that I'm insensitive because some of the themes are about, for example, um, fear of becoming 
homosexual or fear of being transgender and it's nothing to do with actually um, having an issue or being homophobic or transphobic it's totally an issue with your brain not being able to distinguish between a kind of curious wacky thought and your actual sense of yourself so it can lead you to feeling very confused about your sense of identity Um, so that's just one example but anyway I thought now I'd talk about why do people cross the line into oversharing so this is maybe how you know and this is now how I'm going to know if I'm oversharing as opposed to being authentic so it tends to be a misguided attempt to gain sympathy so if you share your hardships to gain pity instead of sharing your hardships to help people it's likely that you are oversharing rather than being authentic and then there's another one and this I have definitely um I think I I think I can say I think vulnerability I've been this vulnerable before um and I do regret it I have in the past attempted to sort of fast track a relationship or friendship by being incredibly um, vulnerable and oversharing to a degree where I think um, maybe it made someone else uncomfortable. So I think authentic people build relationships first, whereas oversharers will blurt out personal information to try and get that sense of intimacy without building the trust first. Um, And then you can feel really let down if they don't understand you or if it didn't work out for whatever reason or there was a cross path you know if you if you gain the trust slowly then naturally your story is something that you give to the people that really deserve to hear it um the darker parts of it so then um oversharers also relieve their anxiety by sharing their pain whereas authentic people tolerate the anxiety and think about whether it's something they need to share I think what they're basically saying again is, you know, you can share your pain with someone that's trained to listen, like a therapist. Um, But if you're sharing your pain to relieve your anxiety and putting it onto someone that might not be fully understanding, then that's dangerous. Whereas authentic people will have spent time thinking about whether their issue is something they really need to share or want to share. Also, I thought, I, I'm, if you know me, you'll know that I am a bit obsessed with Brené Brown, who is um, like a social, I think she's a social scientist. Doesn't really sum her up very well, but she basically has studied um, into emotions and um, relationships between people. And she studied the whole emotion of shame and vulnerability and the importance of them in leading um, a fulfilling life and maintaining close relationships with people. So she basically said that using vulnerability isn't the same thing as being vulnerable. You know, if you use vulnerability, it's actually the opposite of being vulnerable because it's your armour. And I really liked that. I thought that was quite interesting because I think we do know if we're using our vulnerability rather than being vulnerable you know are we using it against somebody are we using it to further our um sense of closeness with someone or whatever but yeah i hope that was interesting (laughs) 
I don't really know. I'm mainly just trying to think about it for myself because I, I've still not gone into very great detail um, in this, but I might want to in the past. In the past, I might want to in the future, and I don't know if you would find it helpful to hear about my um, mental health journey, um, of which it has been big. <laughs> but I am worrying, you know. I think, God, what are people going to think? What are people... What do people... Um, want to hear do people really want to hear about it I don't know Um, but if you want to share your story in any way if you want to start a blog if you want to make a video or even message me and say you want to share it in this way um, I'd be really happy to hear from you Um, I just want to reassure you that actually there is quite a definite line between oversharing and um, being authentic and I think I did worry a bit too much about whether I was oversharing or not Um, and I think it's quite obvious when you are because it won't be like a fear I think you'll you won't feel nervous about how people perceive you you'll feel more like grabbing onto something that someone could give you I don't know if that makes any sense anyway (laughs) I just basically wanted to say that and that, yeah, I'm upset and quite angry about my future right now. Anybody else? Because <laughs> it's like everything I worked hard for might not exist in the same way. And that's a type of grief, I suppose, to process that and understand that it's not going to go the way I wanted it to. I'm going to have to take a different path. I'm going to have to live in a different way and there aren't all the opportunities perhaps that there were in the past but there are new ones and that's nice and yeah 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 I could be positive but (laughs) I don't really feel like um yeah I kind of just I'm a strong believer that there doesn't have to be a point in creating you know we we shouldn't have to say oh all, all of that time I spent dedicated to music oh there was no point because now there's no jobs Like, I am a great believer in saying there doesn't need to be a point. It's just about being present and being creative with music. I really believe that. But, you know, it's all well and good saying that. And then if you're not financially supported by anybody and you just have yourself and you're coming to the end of your degree, it's very scary because suddenly there kind of is a point and you realise that every job you're going for it feels like you're very underqualified just because everything you work for is very specialized but yeah it can be a very difficult place can't it um people are being really positive about it but I do think we are allowed to say that we're feeling let down and to say that we're feeling angry and all those emotions um they don't need to be hidden we're so quick to be positive And it can often be very toxic because we're saying to people, um, well, you know, it'll get better, it'll it'll change. It's like, yeah, we we do know that, but there also needs to be a space for us to be able to say, this is honestly really rubbish and I'm really struggling and I really don't understand where my future's going and it's a dark place and I need help. You know, that is a phrase that people struggle with because we feel like everyone around us is doing brilliantly. And I just, yeah, once again, probably end with saying, I am doing things, but I'm not feeling great. (laughs) I am living my life. I'm getting through every day. I'm finding elements of 
joy in every day and I'm happy sometimes, but I'm struggling. I have a mental health problem. That's okay. I can still lead a good life. I'll have horrible days. Um, and even if you don't have a, a, an issue that you know a name for, or if it's not, you know, on the level of something debilitating, it's still important that you find a safe space to talk about how you feel. I really want to say that because I think maybe I can be um, not entirely understanding that every issue is relative and everyone has the issues that need to be taken care of and nobody is massively secure right now. Um, So please, yeah, give yourself the space to express yourself to someone that you feel safe with and yeah don't leave things to get worse get in touch with BAPAM if you actually even if you're not a student I think they still can offer support I'm not sure if it's financial but they can offer some kinds of support I know um so yeah I hope that was helpful in some way please keep in touch um let me know if there's anything you'd like me to talk about or if there's um somebody you know would benefit from hearing the podcast please do let them know so i'm on instagram as usual at tmdta podcast and at just a big violin if you want my personal instagram and i will see you next week i don't know who i'll be with yes i do anyway (laughs) watch this space um sorry it was quite rambly but i hope you're all really well um you're doing amazingly and you're not alone I'm struggling too. It's fine. (laughs) We'll find a way out, I'm sure.